On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your co-host, Cody Fugger, as always, joining me, Derek Larger. Derek, how you doing, man? Uh, are you staying safe? Are you staying quarantined? <laughs> how's the, man, the no sports life? How, how's it going, man? I'm staying safe, you know, staying indoors whenever I get the chance. I mean, other than working and, you know, occasionally going outside for basketball, uh, not really doing anything else. So, you know, staying safe, yeah. social distancing at its finest. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm living a good life. Yeah. So you're one of those people who, uh, your, your job did not shut down. So you're still up out there working and yep. doing stuff. Yep. Still am doing it. So yeah. I'm thankful for that's that. Kind of the, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the same with my work. They actually gave us like some papers and stuff today. So like mm-hmm. they are, so starting tonight, I'm in Indiana, they're going to be doing like a kind of like a stuff to this Tuesday night, um, basically saying like, you cannot leave your house unless you are going for groceries or essential stuff or going to work. And so like, I have to have papers in my car. I have to have like, I have like a discount card. I have to show them all that if I get pulled over, because I don't know what they're going to do to people. Like if they're actually not, and I don't know, it's just a weird situation, but anyway, yeah, I totally get you there. Uh, it's kind of a crazy time right now, but, uh, like I said, man, in a tweet, like this is the perfect time for us to try to develop as much content and push, push as much content out there as we can for all of our listeners. Um, while you guys are tremendous, we love you guys. We really appreciate the support that you guys give us. As always, um, we have kind of this playlist of the 2020 off season, and that's just a playlist, man, that I, if you're sitting there and you're not really don't really know what to do, I would encourage you to go through that list. Shameless plug there. Go through that list. And look at some of our stuff going all the way back, you know, from January till now. It's a pretty, pretty great, uh, pretty great amount of content there. So it can keep you held over yeah. for a while. So I, I would highly encourage you to do that. Uh, Derek, mm-hmm. so moving on to the topic today. So it's been officially now a week since the Colts made that blockbuster trade to trade their number 13th overall pick to the <laughs> 49ers for defensive tackle stud uh, DeForest Buckner. It's been exactly a week now. So a week ago, the Colts made this trade. uh, And, you know, there's been a lot of opinions on this trade, mostly positive. There's been some people who think maybe the Colts spent, you know, gave up a little too much draft capital there. But overall, it's been a good, you know, good response from Colts fans overall. DeForest Buckner certainly seems like he's super happy to be here. Again, he was a defensive leader on that very, I mean, very, very stout. 49ers defense that you know led them to the Super Bowl last year he even got a sack in that Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes so yep. he's just a guy man that from all accounts he he's worth that number 13th overall <laughs> pick 
I know you talked about that, Derek, in your in the other video that you made about how the Colts went from a B team, B list team, I guess, to an A team. Uh, you talked about that and mentioned that you know the guys that you you see there at thirteen, you hope they become what DeForest Buckner. He's definitely a game wrecker in the interior. He definitely solves probably, I, I would argue the the second biggest need. I would argue the Colts at least really addressed temporarily addressed their number one need. And I think that's quarterback. Obviously you think defensive tackle was number one, regardless needed to address it. And they definitely did in a major way. And that leads us Derek to the point of this video and the topic of this video. And this is this question here when, and I'm going to pose this question. You and I are going to kind of give our takes on this question. So our question is how good is the Colts defense with the addition of DeForest Buckner? And we can just start talking about it and then we can get into more specifics and we'll probably give you a little bit of our take on, you know, we, we, we mentioned like the ASC South, you know, band Andrew and I, a couple nights ago recorded that about how we think the Colts have the best defensive line in the AFC South. So definitely check that one out. But Derek, we can just start talking about here. How good do you think this, this helps this Colts defense and how much do you think it'll help them improve from 2019 to 2020? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, it's it's almost like what does any defense do? Uh, how do they improve when they get a potential all pro defensive tackle on their defensive line? Uh, when it in regards to the defensive line itself, um, I, I agree that at face value, the Colts would uh, have the best defensive line at this moment. Uh, just with, you know, obviously DeForest Buckner being around that level of a J.J. Watt, maybe even above, and, you know, Kamuko Ture uh, coming back. You know, he showed flashes very early in the season that he could, you know, be a real game wrecker. Um, There is that potential. It's just hard to really say how good I think this defensive line actually is just because we the last memory we know of them, they were really bad. So – you know, we just obviously have to see DeForest Buckner play. We have to see the defensive line actually uh, stay healthy for the most part and get ready. Um, you know, in regards to like how they rank for like the overall defensive lines in the NFL, uh, you you could definitely make the argument that they're a mid-tier uh, defensive line right now. I would probably say a little closer to around that 17 to 18 mark just right now, just off of the simple fact that we still, again, do not know what we're going to get out of this defensive line. Obviously we know Justin Houston did really well last season. Uh, we don't know Jabal Sheard's going to be back. Uh, DeForest Buckner, obviously coming in. Uh, how is Autry going to have a bounce back year? Again, it's like, I, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. As, as soon as that defensive line starts picking it up, then obviously I'm going to uh, be quick to put them, you know, in amongst some of the better defensive lines in the NFL. It's just that right now they were not good last year, except for one or two pieces and that's it. So in regards to how it actually helps the defense, I mean, this team was what the 13th ranked defense last season. It was 12 or 13. Um, adding a pass rusher, with the capabilities of a DeForest Buckner definitely moves 
your team up at least one or two spots. So there is the possibility that this Colts defense can now be a top 10 defense with the addition of a DeForest Buckner because that added a new element to this team, which we've talked about all week, about him getting pressure up the middle, which forces a quarterback to go outside, which is exactly what we need for our DEs. This is an element that this Colts defense was missing, and therefore it hurt them in the passing game a lot. And, you know, even with that, this defense still was one of the uh, top half uh, defenses in the league. So adding a DeForest Buckner really, really helps. And it would not surprise me with this addition that the Colts could possibly go into a top 10 defense this upcoming year with the addition of a DeForest Buckner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you made some good points there, Derek. One thing that I think is interesting with a guy of the caliber of DeForest Buckner now is I think he will obviously command a lot of double teams, mm-hmm. uh, which will free up a lot of your guys. You know, you mentioned Danico Autry, a guy who in 2018 almost had 10 sacks. Like he almost had double digit sacks. And then you look at, you know, Kamoko Ture, who was really turning it on before that gruesome injury in Kansas city. Uh, you see Ben Banagu, a guy who flashed at times, just needs to put it together a little bit more. So you got two good pass rushers there. You mentioned Justin Houston, 11 sacks last year. You know, if you bring back Jabal Sheard or if you get into the free agent defensive end market, there are a few guys there you could potentially look at, you know, taking Sheard's place there at that other defensive end spot. And some guys who are more of run defenders as opposed to getting after the passer, which I think is more of Jabal Sheard's kind of style of play. Uh, just a better, you know, just a good overall player. He's never, he's not great at anything. I would say he's a above average run defender, but um, you know, obviously the sacks speak for themselves. He's never really had double digit sacks in his career. So, you know, saying all that, it, it's just, I think, yeah, it definitely helps this defense tremendously. Um, that is something that we saw last year, you know, with the defensive tackles. I mean, you know, 2018, man, Danico Watry, who I already mentioned, and Marcus Hunt, who has now been cut. I mean, they were dominant in the middle. I mean, they really mm-hmm. were. They got a lot of pressure from that three technique and, and that nose yep. tackle position. But for whatever reason, they both kind of fell off and Marcus Hunt more than Danico Watry. But they really like it was insane the decline that we saw at that interior defensive line. And so yeah. going from the Marcus, a 2019 version of Marcus Hunt to a DeForest Buckner, a guy who just turned 26, a guy who's entering his prime, a guy that's shown that he can be a game wrecker. You know, when he, you know, he's asked to get sacks, he got sacks there in 2018 before D, D Ford and uh, before they drafted Nick Bosa last year. I mean, DeForest Buckner was a game wrecker on that defense. He probably, I think he probably led the 49ers in sacks in 2018. And so, you know, saying all that, man, I think it really helps your defense in a lot of ways. I mean, mm-hmm. first off, obviously, it frees up other guys, which I already mentioned. Another thing, it helps out your secondary tremendously and also your linebacker. It helps out everybody behind you. Your linebackers yep. more so in the run game, I would say, and also the pass game, obviously. But the run game, because, you know, I played defensive tackle when I was in high school. And I remember my friend who was a linebacker, he always told me, man, you know, one thing I liked, I like from my defensive tackles is not when they're getting pushed back into me, when they can eat blocks and allow me to go make the play. Mm-hmm. And so that's what DeForest Buckner does. And he can also make plays as well. He's not just the guy that's going to do that, but you yep. know, he'll command it. He'll free up Darius Leonard, Bobby Okariki, Anthony Walker, 
EJ yep. Speed, all those guys will be mm-hmm. freed up because of DeForest Buckner wrecking that offensive line, honestly. So it, it's something, man, where it helps your linebackers in, in that way. And obviously, when you get when you get a guy that gets sacks, it helps everybody. You know, with your deep with your you know defensive backs, it helps because man, they don't have to stay in coverage so long. I feel like I feel like honestly, yes, the Colts defensive backs had their warts last year. They weren't perfect. They had yeah. some really bad games. But I mean, you look at it, man. Beyond Justin Houston, the Colts didn't have anybody consistently getting after the passer, and so. You know, beyond the 11 sacks, the Colts really didn't have anybody consistently, you know, changing a game. And so DeForest Buckner mm-hmm. is a game changer in that way. And now you have, you know, guys who, you know, in Justin Houston and DeForest Buckner who have posted double-digit sacks in their career multiple times. So uh, it's just somebody, man, who just allows everybody to – and it also allows your coaches as well uh, to just breathe easier at night knowing that there's going to be a guy in there you don't have to worry about a guy in there has done it before, a guy in there who is a top, I would argue, top three, four player at his position. And I think it's just tremendous, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my take on really this Colts defense and what DeForest Buckner says. Do you have anything else you wanted to add, Derek, to this DeForest Buckner, you know, this trade and what it means for the entire defense? I know I kind of touched on it, but anything else you would like to add? Uh, no, I mean, I think that's everything. I, I feel like I'm going to get some uh, pushback for saying that our defensive line is not uh, is not improved as much as I've been saying that it would be after this. Again, I'm just kind of thinking to the aspect of I need to see the product on the field first before I'm going to crown this defensive line being as almighty improved. Oh, that that's totally fair. I mean... On paper, it looks really good. It looks promising. The Colts' defensive line looks ascending, but we've seen it so many times in the NFL. We've even seen it with the Colts, man. Back when they went all in, right? They signed a mm-hmm. bunch of players that were like, the Colts are going to the Super Bowl. We see what happened. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. So you yeah. just don't know, man. You just don't know until you see it on the field. You know, if it is as good as we are projecting and as we think it can be, I mean, this is one of the better defensive lines in the league for sure, especially if some of those young guys develop um, in the in the in the edge and also in the interior. So, um, yeah, that's all I got here for this one, man. I know you had some Twitter questions, Derek. You know, you posted from the Twitter account earlier today. Um, what are some of those Twitter questions that we can answer for for some of our people? I, I always like hearing back from our fans yeah. and, and from our followers and listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I got a list of three questions here um and we'll go through these three and then if we get some more we'll uh probably tackle that into another podcast episode maybe i'll do one and cody will do one whatever we get just depends how many we have but here is uh the first one so obviously the one that we've been talking about a lot over the last few days with uh the brissett still being on the roster uh the question is what is the justification for not cutting brissett or are the Colts still hoping for a trade to get something out of Brissett? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, he got the $7 million, I believe it was, yeah. uh, for not being cut or traded uh, by Sunday. So um, I think it's something, man, where, I, I, you know, people are saying, I don't expect Jacoby Brissett to be traded. I'm kind of like, well, I just think that you keep him on the roster for now. Yeah, he's pretty expensive for a backup quarterback. But, I mean, Phillip Rivers is 
you know, I, I know he's played a lot of games, but this is the NFL. And man, when, when you get older with father time, your, your body is the same. It used to be. So Phillip rivers goes down, man, don't really have a guy that can step in there and is familiar with this offense as, as it stands right now. But you know, it's kind of, for me, um, I'm okay with what the Colts did. Obviously, I would have liked them to trade Jacoby Brissett. If I was making the decisions, I would. But I think it's something, man, where, you know, right now, if you don't go the route of drafting a quarterback in the first couple rounds, I think that Jacoby Brissett's fine to have on your roster there for 2020. I really do. Um, I know he'll be a bit expensive, but, you know, he just, it's good to have a good backup. And I think Jacoby Brissett's a, a solid backup in this league. Uh, and if you do draft a quarterback early, man, you can still trade Jacoby Brissett and get and save a lot of money and save a lot of cap room there. So it's not like because the Colts didn't do this before the deadline, they absolutely cannot trade Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Excuse me. I think they definitely can. And I think it, it's it's on the table still. I would not. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. And don't say, uh, you know, I, I said anything like that. But I don't think it's completely out of, you know, the realm of possibility here. Yeah, and this question was from Jason Sanders. So, Jason, thank you for the question. Um, yeah. yeah, with – I mean, I don't mind keeping Brissett around, but the issue is just the money. I, I don't want to be spending $15 million on a backup quarterback that we may not use. I just – and it, this kind of leads me to the thing of I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback. If you're keeping Brissett around, then why would you draft a quarterback? I mean, it's just the, I don't think you're going to want to spend that kind of money. It's confirmed. If they keep Brissett, then I think to me personally, that makes me think they are not going quarterback at all this year. Now, if they do get rid of Brissett, then I can mm-hmm. understand who they, they would be trying to get somebody in the second round. Could be a Jalen Hurts, uh, Jacob Eason, and Anthony Gordon. But uh, this justification for not cutting Brissett maybe maybe just the Colts are not um they know they back themselves into a position with giving up that 13th pick for DeForest Buckner they know they have their limited options um unless somehow some way Jordan Love or or Herbert falls to a point where the Colts could snag them late in the first or even in the second then I don't understand I don't see them uh trying to you know, move on from Brissett. It just stinks all that extra money just being wasted on a guy that's most likely not going to play much. All right. Yeah. I mean, something that I thought was interesting. Sorry, before to interrupt. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Something that I thought was interesting. Did you see the thing about Tom Brady and the Colts about Tom Brady's camp was, was interested in the Colts, but the Colts weren't interested in Tom Brady. You kind of read that and kind of read the whole thing. The thing that I found really interesting was the Colts, you know, decided they wanted Philip Rivers on a short-term deal, which I think yeah. is really interesting. I think that could potentially speak to the Colts drafting the quarterback because, you know, if you really were like, we're not drafting a quarterback, why not go after a Tom Brady, right? Or why not sign Philip Rivers to a two-year deal or whatever it is? I think it just, you know, maybe it's something where they just want to evaluate Philip Rivers and not be tied to him. But I think that's just interesting to me. Like, why would you – why would you prefer that? I don't know. It, right. it just is an interesting tidbit. Maybe it could maybe mean nothing, but to me that could speak. Well, maybe that means the Colts are in the quarterback market in, in the draft. I don't know, but, but yeah, go ahead to the next question. Gotcha. All right. This next question is for Nate. And uh, speaking of uh, quarterbacks to be drafted, 
his question goes hand in hand with this one. Uh, what's a more likely option? Uh, the Colts either drafting a quarterback this upcoming draft in 2020 or in 2021. Ooh, that's a good one. Derek, since you just talked on this, you go first on this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, me personally, I think that, uh, yeah, it, it really does depend what happens in the next month. Uh, what we're going to see throughout the next few days is what you're really going to figure out with how this team views their quarterback situation. Uh, me personally, I think they will probably wait to get a quarterback until 2021. Like Nate suggested, um, just because of the limited options that they have right now, uh, they're most likely going to have a first round draft pick next year that I hope they don't trade back this time. But, um, yeah, I just think the the options are so limited that mm-hmm. and we just don't know what Chris Ballard's going to actually do with those two second rounders. Again, he could trade up. He could decide a Jalen Hurts or a Jacob Eason or someone is worth a chance to take on. I just don't I don't see it. But there are other options and there's going to be some quarterbacks that will probably go uh slip into the late first round next year. Um, I think just as it stands for me personally right now, I think that it's most likely that the Colts will draft a quarterback in 2021. So two years from now, uh, over a year from now, rather than this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it speaks to what, you know, kind of what the Colts moves have been here in free agency. Um, obviously, they've only signed one guy. Philip Rivers, but to me that seems like. And, and did you hear kind of DeForest Buckner talking about that? He said when the Colts signed Philip Rivers, he said that speaks to me. They want to win now, like they're ready to go. Uh, so that could be something, man. Where where the Colts are just like, we're gonna put all our chips in this basket right now. We're gonna we're gonna try to do some things. And they were rumored potentially to be interested in Delaney Walker, who's up there in age. And so maybe the Colts are rearing up, and they think we have a good shot. We have a solid core at the roster. We just need to add a few veteran guys. And also, you know, if these guys don't work, if Phillip Rivers is absolutely terrible next year, then the Colts are like, okay, we don't have to re-sign you. Like, it's not like the Colts are doing what Ryan Grigson and company did, where they're signing older aging guys to multi-year contracts, and you you can't get out of those contracts, and it screws you over for years and years. Um, But to me, it seems like they're definitely in win-now mode. So I'm going to agree with you, Derek. I think it's most likely, unless something crazy happens in the draft, which it can, we all know this, but I think most likely the Colts will probably try to build around Phillip Rivers right now with this year if they're all in like that. Maybe get him another wide receiver or two, maybe get him a tight end. You know, try to do things like that and continue to build into this defense because you know they have the familiarity with Rivers, Frank Reich, Nick Sirianna, they all have that familiarity. So they probably feel good there. I just think, man, it's most likely right now the Colts try to give Phillip Rivers weapons and then they try to address the future of the quarterback position in 2021. I I think that's the most likely option for me. All right. And last question that we have is from Parker Finnegan uh, asked, would you be against signing one or two more veterans to one year deals to really push this Colts team into Super Bowl uh, into the Super Bowl conversation? You know, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. And we've talked about this a little bit, Derek. We've talked about 
guy like Everson Griffin, you know, the Vikings, he's a veteran guy, but he's still got, you know, he's still got some juice there. Uh, speaking of bring the juice. Uh, but yeah, like I would not be opposed to signing some of those guys to one year prove it deals. And to me, it's like, if those guys don't pan out, if they Andre Johnson, if they Todd Harriman's you, that's fine. Say, see you later. Hey, you know, you had a great career. Hope, hope you enjoy retirement. <laughs> that That's what I, you know, I, I think it's likely, honestly, I do. I think the Colts can do it. They have the cap space now with cutting Brian Hoyer, trading Pierre Desir. They can sign a corner if they want to. Um, you know, Logan Ryan's, I know, a popular name. Uh, maybe maybe they sign a wide receiver. They draft a couple wide receivers. You know, whatever they do, I think it's likely. I really do. I think it's something that the Colts, um, if they're really adamant about Phillip Rivers only has a couple of years left, we only have him on a one-year deal, let's see where we can go this year with the young talent on this roster and add a few more talented veterans. I think so. Yeah. I mean, for the right price, I would be more than happy to sign mm-hmm. a couple more guys. You know, I mean, everyone's kind of been talking about Jadavian Clowney um, and how much we would actually be willing to give up for him. Uh, you know, it just depends on uh, what's going to happen with the price. You know, everybody has a price and Chris Ballard certainly likes to stick to the number that he has for guys. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to the idea of bringing in a couple more guys. If those guys are better than what we do, uh, you know, it's, it's again, you know, the people that are saying, you know, are we going to stunt the growth of our young guys? Well, I mean, not necessarily. It's just over the simple fact that, you know, you want to, uh, put the best option on the field and, you were obviously in win now mode, uh, or at least we feel that our roster is up to that point where we feel we can do that. Um, it just, you know, depends how much more explosive our offense is. Cause I think our defense as it sits right now is, you know, closer than what it, uh, than many others. I mean, I think our defense overall is better than the chiefs defense overall. And, you know, the chiefs practically shut down the 49ers, late in the game when it mattered to give Patrick Mahomes a chance. If our offense can be anything similar to that and, you know, something close and then our defense being as good as it can be, you know, it's a quite possibility. Uh, It just depends on who that is and how much are you spending? Mm -hmm. That is key there. Uh, But one thing, man, that, that Chris Ballard has talked about is the veteran leadership and the lack of it last year that the Colts had. So bringing in a couple of veterans, a couple of guys, the force Buckner, we think will hold guys accountable. Philip Rivers, we know will hold guys accountable. Bringing in a couple other guys, especially on that defensive side of the ball, I would not be opposed. And adding some guys to give Philip Rivers some options. I'm not opposed to that at all. Yeah, absolutely. All right. And that's all the questions that we got for uh, the podcast right now. Um, thank you guys, everyone okay. who's uploaded some so far. And if there are more, they keep coming in. We'll be sure to answer more of them as they come in. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and by the way, I hope you guys enjoyed the new intro. I mean, I, I was texting Derek on my way back from work and I was like, dude, this, this, I like lit- listened to it again. And it was getting me pumped up for Colts football. I am so excited for Colts football. You know, even if the Colts were to go, zero and 16, that intro would get me pumped up because it was yeah. fantastic. Shout out to my guys, uh, Lawrence at Colts Law on Twitter, and then at AK Riley 5 on Twitter. Those guys are fantastic. They did a phenomenal job. 
Lawrence did the audio. Riley did uh, the video stuff. Um, they are fantastic. Definitely find them. Give them a follow. They are awesome people. Uh, yeah, I think that about wraps up this podcast. Thank you guys, as always. And as always, go Colts.